From the beginning of our country, immigration has always been a controversial subject. And in 1868, with the 14th Amendment, that controversy was put to rest because it was put in the Constitution and it was the law. So on today's podcast, what I would like to do is talk to you about the 14th Amendment to the Constitution. We're also going to cover immigrants' fear for America's future and immigration's fight is about election fraud. That simple. It's about election fraud because the 14th Amendment tells us how to do it. Last but not least is the Bonehead Award. So big show, stay tuned, lead, follow, or get the hell out of the way. This is the Gunny, and you are listening to the Patriot Cause. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it, we will not surrender for it now or ever. Many people around the world want to come to America. They want to immigrate here because I believe because of our Constitution. Our Constitution is what guides us as a country to develop a society of love for every individual, doesn't matter where they come from or what they do or what they did as long as they come into America and understand the Constitution and become citizens of America. As a citizen born and raised here, a lot of times I may not understand what we have. But as a U.S. Marine, I had that opportunity to really understand what we have in this country. In 1993, September the 7th to be exact, I deployed to the country of Somalia. And in Somalia, I had an experience that led me to believe that many people are not treated as human beings and or the governments of their countries do not have the constitution that we have. So we were in country about two and a half months and we went to this little area in the middle of the country called Beladogo. Beladogo is an old Air Force base that the Russians had there for many years and eventually they pulled out of Somalia and they left a lots of equipment at this base in Beladogo, but we got it all facilitated so we as Marines could do our job and carry out the mission in Somalia. But I want to tell you specifically about a event that happened with us. We were taken from our base and transported outside the gate, and we went to what you would call a drop-off point for unwanted human beings. That's the best way to explain it. You could call it an orphanage. 
whatever words in the Western terminology you want to call it, but the bottom line was families or these nomads in Somalia were incapable of taking care of these children, so they would drop them off. And while we were there, we were looking at these children with virtually no clothes and flies and the conditions that they were living in was the majority of them died because there's no way you can survive in an environment like that without the appropriate equipment and or shelter that's necessary for you to have a good human life. So that stuck with me. And we went back to our shop in Belladogal, and in the aviation field, we get these bundles of rags. And these rags are used to help wipe down the airplanes, uh, bring up the hydraulics, wipe up the oil, all the different things. So we had all these rags. And what we had noticed was these rags were clothes that were ripped apart, and there were pieces. You know, you might have right shoulder, left shoulder, you know, the bottom of the shirt or some pants or some shorts or those kind of things. So talking with the Marines that we were there, we decided what if we could actually sew up some clothes for these kids in the orphanage? And that's what we did, of course, in the little bit of time we had to do it. So we sewed up a bunch of these clothes, made little shirts and little pants and little shorts for these kids, and we took it to this facility and the people were absolutely amazed at the generosity that the Marines did for these kids. And I kept thinking about how just the little things that people do can make an individual's life absolutely better. And America is best known for that. When people come here, it changes their life they're out of the extremes of the dictatorships and the socialism and the communism and the Marxism, and it makes them extremely thankful citizens of the United States, obviously based upon the fact that they want to be citizens because they do whatever they can, go through the process to become citizens, and that's what we need to actually talk about, the process that these people take and because they become citizens how do they feel about the immigration status of the country today so with that said let's actually read section one of the 14th amendment the 14th amendment as explained in the constitution was ratified in 1868 it was granted citizenship to all persons born or naturalized in the united states including former slaves and guaranteed all citizens equal protection of the laws one of the three amendments passed during the reconstruction era to abolish slavery and establish civil rights and legal rights for black americans it would become the basis for the landmark supreme court decision over the years. So we are actually amending the Constitution so that all people are free in this country when they become immigrants into the country and become citizens. So Section 1 says this, all persons born or naturalized in the United States and subject to the jurisdiction thereof are citizens of the United States and of the state wherein they reside. 
No state shall make or enforce any laws which shall abridge the privilege of immunities of citizens of the United States, nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, property without due process of the law, nor deny to any person within its jurisdiction the equal protection of the law. This is why people come here, because they know the law will protect them as citizens of America, and they want to become citizens of America. So when they get here and they finally become citizens, in their mind, I am in paradise. I am in a country that's going to take care of me. They're going to make sure that I have the freedoms and I'm be able to raise my family and not have to worry about what is going to happen in the world because I am now a U.S. citizen. However, there are many, many immigrants in this country. They're absolutely afraid and have a fear for the United States. So those of us that have been here and see what's happening to our country, we ask the same questions. What is going on? What's happening? Why is it like it? Can you imagine being an immigrant? Come here and all of a sudden you realize there's some problems in the country that you thought was the place to raise your family and to be able to be in peace and have the liberties. Well, I'm going to read an article that is from the Epic Times, which I am a subscriber to, and if you want to have the truth of what's going on, go to the Epic Times. Jordi Lewis, a Venezuelan-American, said he couldn't comprehend why anyone from his home country would vote for the Democrat Party, since he believed they are offering socialism. A majority of Venezuelans live in poverty, and millions have fled the regime. We left socialism to come to a capitalist state, Lewis told the Epic Times on September 25th. I know exactly what it's like to live under socialism, not to have food, not to have electricity. He goes on, outside of Trump National Dorn Miami Hotel on September the 25th, he says the minimum salary in my country is a joke, he said. It's $5, and a bottle of ketchup is a dollar. In July, the president candidate, Joe Biden, said he would be the most progressive president in American history. His agenda also be described as progressive by the left wing, even saying that he's progressive. Lewis said he fled to America because of the opportunity to present a capitalist society. He doesn't want a big government. He wants a small one so we can have the freedom to be human beings. This year, Lewis wouldn't be voting by mail. Why? I come from a socialist country and they always cheat in the election. I can't put it in any better words than from an immigrant how this person views what is going on in America. So he leaves Venezuela, comes here, becomes a citizen, brings his family, becomes part of America, and then all of a sudden he is thrusted right back into the worries of where he came from. And the last thing that he said is a great quote. 
for anyone that comes to this country. And he says, we don't want this country to become the country that we left behind. We want institutions. We want freedom, freedom of religion, and the right to bear arms. The right to bear arms. Because he knew what the country he came from took away from them and they had no way to defend themselves against the government and the oppressed regime that was under them. So carrying on with what Jordi said, immigration is a fight about election fraud. It's not about racism or any of the label you want to put on it with these leftist socialist people that are in charge, per se, of the elections that are happening. And Frank Vernaki serves as editor-in-chief of the New York Analysis of Policy and Government. And he wrote this article on June 5th of 2019. So this is from last year, before we had COVID and all these other things. The Federation for American Immigration Reform, better known as FAIRUS, outlines the extraditionary fiscal burden impact on the U.S. taxpayer by illegal immigrants, not Geordie, but the illegal immigrants. This crisis is more than just dollars and cents. A general accounting study of 55,322 incarcerated illegal aliens found that they were arrested at least a total of 459,614 times, averaging about eight arrests per illegal alien. Nearly all had more than one arrest. Crimes include murder, assault, rape, fraud, burglary, counterfeit, and drug offenses. There's not much of a mystery why Democrats are so eager to cover up the harsh realities of illegal immigration. Numerous analyses include one by the Center for Immigration Studies find that new immigration consistently and solidly supported Democrat Candidates. This is absolutely insane. Absolutely insane what these Democrats are doing for our country. A 2004 study by the Federation for American Immigration Reform noted there is evidence that non citizens are being registered and casting votes, but due to the laxity in checking the eligibility of regenerants and voters, for full extent of the problem is not known. Lack of attention to the phenomenon of non-citizen voting and a failure to impose penalties against those who cast votes fraudulently has rendered laws against such activity meaningless. It is a federal crime to vote illegally. That is from well-known organizations and research centers in America. So when President Trump says there's an issue with voting by mail and illegal people voting, he is absolutely not kidding. So the evidence is there. And if you want to go research it yourself, go to the Federation for American Immigration Reform. And the article is Non-Citizens Voting Violations in U.S. Elections. And it's July of 2020. And you can look in the show notes and all that information is there for you. Moving on, I've said in multiple podcasts 
that politicians are two-faced liars. And I can prove it over and over again. And the bonehead award today is going to a person that did win it at one time. But I tell you, it's a good one. Nancy Pelosi. And this comes from 2012. 2012, who was the president, Obama, and what was going on during that time frame, all this discussion about immigration. Well, we have been on the same page on immigration reform. Our Democratic caucus has adopted certain principles that relate to securing our borders, enforcing our laws, protecting our workers, unifying families, and having a path to legalization. They were the principles that we have been uh, arguing from, debating from uh, for uh, several years now. So let's get out our Donald Trump decoder ring. That's the only way we can interpret it. What in God's name is going on with these politicians? And this is a prime example of how a person in power is going to shift depending on whatever pressure is put on them. They have no foundation. They have no respect for this country. And all they're going to do is go whichever direction that the wind blows. So she said, securing our borders. Yes, securing our borders. 2012, where are you now? Enforcing our laws. Well, lots of lawlessness going on. Lots of people burning buildings. Lots of people out of jobs. Lots of businesses can't start because they have been completely devastated. Unifying our families. Unifying our families. This is what their supposedly policies were in 2012. You find me one Democrat, especially one leftist Democrat that believes in what family really is. Family values. A path to legalization. Well, that's completely out the wind. Forget about the 14th Amendment. Forget about the process to become a citizen of the United States. Just come on in. Bring all your crap, all your trash, everything that you've learned in all those countries and socialism. And by the way, those countries don't want you. That's why they're trying to push you across the border. And if you think I'm lying, do the research. This country is the greatest on the face of the planet because we have a constitution. And when people come here, you agree to be an American, you agree to the constitution, or you need to go right back home. Millions and millions of Americans have given their lives across this globe to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And unfortunately, there's a whole lot of domestic enemy that needs to be taken care of. With that said, I want you to please go check out the Convention of States, the conventionofstates.com. It's a grassroots organization that is standing up to bring back self-governance by the people and to hold the federal government responsible and accountable for what they're doing. Article 5 allows the states to amend the Constitution 
so that we can grab a hold of this federal government using the judicial system. Because if we amend the Constitution, then we have something to use the judicial system against these people to prevent them from driving our country down to the ground. Last but not least, Vital America, Veterans in Defense of Liberty. If you're a veteran, please join. Please sign up. Pass this word to a veteran. Let them know you can do something. You can become part of an organization in in your state. You can be a leader. You can be a commander and have many veterans working together to bring the truth, the Constitution, liberty, and freedom to this country. And by all means, we have got to stand up, especially conservatives. We've got to get off the couch, throw out the bonbons, and do something and say something. COVID-19 is not an excuse. It's that simple. It's not an excuse. It's a reason you don't want to do something, but it's not an excuse. You've got to stand up. You've got to show up. And you've got to speak up, just like what the gunny is doing on this podcast. you got to speak up and tell people what the truth is and help us realign our country to the values of family, justice for all, and freedom in this country. This is the gunny out.